The Hicks are in it to win it, no doubt. The Eagles embarrass the Irish in a rout. Derry is getting some flack from wanting Anik back. Meanwhile, Mary Fred's the one stepping out. That fresh produce stand there. That's a beauty. What do you listen to? My favorite murder podcast. Taggart and Torrance podcast. The produce stand. Ah, fucking sexy. It's Thirsty Thursday. And that means we are once again hanging out at the produce stand, a podcast paying tribute to the great Canadian show, Letter Kenny. Now, I know what you're thinking. There are many other podcasts about Letter Kenny out there, but this one is obviously in it to win it. I'm Al, your host, and joining me in the room, as always, is the lovely Tanya. And online, we have Squirrely Matt and the vehement Victor. And joining us this week is a man with a velvety voice. You may have heard his work during our Twitter roll call whenever someone is from Massachusetts. He's a longtime listener and patron and a good guy. He's a really good guy. Please join me in making some noise for Jason C. How are you now? That's not it. I regret nothing. Jason, welcome, welcome to the protest. Wow. Well, thank you very much. It's uh it's a pleasure to be here with you guys. Uh, Jason C's fine. You call me Jason or Cutler or I didn't, I didn't know whether you want me to use your last name, but uh, it's uh, so I went with just the initial because it, it's in your Twitter handle. So I thought that was yeah. safe. Nothing to hide here. Uh, it's okay. I uh, I'm not the Jay Cutler that paid for the Bears. No. <laughs> and, and I imagine with a last name like Cutler, you get called Cutler a lot, don't you? I do get called Cutler. Yeah, a lot. yeah. That's a name too. people just get drawn to. They're like, hey, Cutler. Like well, you said it on one show, uh, I think a while back, and it really sounded like all of my friends in high school. It oh. sounded that's exactly what they call me, just just like you said. Oh yeah. Oh, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> well, Jason, uh, like I said, welcome to the show uh, to the Pro Sense. It's great to finally have you on solo. You you've been on uh, at the Egg Hall social at least once that, that I recall. And that's when we took note of that, that amazing radio voice of yours. And, and I'm, I'm very jealous of it. Uh, I say second to Dennis, yours uh, is, is, uh, is, is amazing. Uh, where are you, uh, remind us, where are you speaking to us from? I'm speaking to you from North Berwick, Maine, which is uh, about an hour uh, from South Portland, which uh, some of your other guests, where your other guest Adrian, I believe is from. So we're about an hour South of him. There you go. So you can go check out his brewery when it when it finally opens. And, and was it uh, the non-alcoholic brewery? Is no, it's not non-alcoholic, <laughs> is it? Is oh, I, thought it I thought he was making a bunch of non-alcoholic beer. E- either way, I'd be happy to to sample it. Yeah, well, you, you know, uh, our uh, our patrons should you you know jump at every opportunity to to meet in person and and uh, get together for sure. Uh, yeah, I think that would be really neat. What do you do in Portland? So. Uh, I am about to start a, uh, a new job Monday Ooh. as an opti- as an optician. Oh, something, oh. something I've done for uh, many, many years. Uh, uh, so, uh, my last day at work was actually today. Wow. At my other job where I was working at a hotel, uh, up in Cape Elizabeth, which is uh, right next to South Portland, working in the housekeeping department as a housekeeping supervisor and room inspector, um, it was time for change. And so how do you change. go from housekeeping to optician? Yeah. Like that seems a, a bit of a career jump there. So I've been an optician uh, uh, since I was about 20 years old. So mm-hmm. I've done that on and off for the past 30 years or so. Okay. Uh, so I've had training in that. 
Uh, I'm also a licensed massage therapist. I've been that since 2012. Uh, Careful there. You're going to rival Dennis with all the, yeah, the there, different there, crews. Got, there's layers here. We're, we're <laughs> there, well, there's a few jobs you both, you know, when you've, when you've gone a half a century, you, mm-hmm. you experience a lot of different things and, you know, find some different ways. And, and they say that about the generation Xers, which I am. So we get bored with jobs and move on. <laughs> yeah. And everything yeah. after a while, it look for different things. So, uh, and then the other thing I really did as a career is I, I lived in Los Angeles for uh, many years and I worked in the film industry out there and also as an optician out there. So um, optician to the stars. <laughs> yeah. I met a, quite a lot of celebrities actually. Uh, oh yeah. Are, which people. celebrity would, might, what might we be uh, in or, um, uh, what am I surprised? Uh, surprised that that wear uh, glasses? <laughs> Maybe that aren't oh, sh- a weird <laughs> question. <laughs> uh, so I worked in a lot of like upscale boutiques in mm-hmm. Beverly Hills and Studio City in those areas, and I don't know. I sold glasses to all the kids on that '70s show once. They all oh, came into. I love that show. They all, oh, including the rapey one. Well, oh, uh, you know, he was the only one that wasn't there. Actually, <laughs> oh. uh, him and Ashton, him and Ashton Kutcher was were, were ah, Ashton right. there. But Ashton used to get get coffee and meet with his agent at the coffee shop that was next to the store. And they were talking. That's awesome. So they yeah, they'd all um, go shopping for eyeglasses together. Well, I think they must have been just on break or something because the studio was basically right across the street. Oh, cool! And so they came in and they just all made a purchase. And uh, uh, Wilma Vildorama actually paid for them all. So really? awesome. yeah, wow. yeah, but you know, it'd be, it would always be stuff like that. Los mm-hmm. Angeles, you'd be out eating a burger someplace and you know, Tim Robbins is sitting across from you eating a burger. That's cool. It, it happens a lot with, with, and um, working in the film business, you meet a lot of celebrities too. Did, yeah. did Mitch Hedberg ever come in? I know he was only on the 70s show for like a couple of episodes, but no, I never, never met Mitch. Uh, uh, you know. One of my favorites. Well, what a legend. Yes. RAP. <laughs> I got to see him in Toronto once, which was a Did thrill you really? at Yuck Yucks. And it was like just out of the blue. It was one of those things where we were going to the, to the comedy club and uh, I saw on the marquee, uh, Mitch Hedberg and I lost my shit and nobody who I was with knew who he was. Uh, and I was just so excited. I was giddy. Uh, yeah, it was great. Those who know, know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He has amazing jokes. He's yeah. uh, Mitch is great. All right. Well, so you're here because you're a Letterkenny fan, obviously. Um, well, so how did you discover the show? So I think like a lot of people, I think I must have saw some clips on Facebook and I, I, I've i got to think the grill marks was the first one. Uh, yeah, that I saw. It seems and to be a lot of pe- people's uh, gateway. That's just sort of, you know, what they were sharing at the time. And then uh, I, I had Hulu. So I looked it up and I started to watch the first, you know, the first episode first episode and i was like what what is this uh there, there's you know there's it's like there's there's a lot of cussing and there's a lot of fighting but the music is great and uh it, it seemed to speak to me because growing up in all the different places that i did i felt like i could identify with sort of all the different factions that were going on in the town there and you know i felt like you know, I, I knew somebody in each of those when I was growing <laughs> up or, or was part of most of them or some of them. Right. Uh, so I got into that and just started watching it and loved that. And I think a big part for me is the music in Letterkenny, which also drew me in because you just don't hear cool music like mm-hmm. that, like on the radio. And it's hard to find stuff like that. And you know, I, I really love that part about it i can tell you're a music fan you're wearing a silver sun pickups t-shirt and and i appreciate that that. yeah you you were telling me in the pre-show that you you got to see them somewhere recently 
I oh, just saw them up here in Portland, uh, you know, pre-pandemic, mm-hmm. and it was an amazing show at a venue that had no air conditioning. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we had to find our way up to the balcony because it was the only way we could possibly survive in that theater with that heat. But uh, tremendous, tremendous band, you know, they're from, you know, L.A. L.A. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I like them a lot. Very nice. And how did you discover our podcast? So, uh, uh, it was a while ago. Re- <laughs> it was a while ago. As I recall, I, uh, I must have just searched Letterkenny podcasts mm-hmm. and uh, I came across uh, uh, two at the time. Mm-hmm. And the first one was uh, an, an interesting man talking about the show. And oh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't really my, my scene at all. And then mm-hmm. I started listening to you guys. And uh, I think it was. I think the show was pretty fairly new when I found you. So mm-hmm. I feel like I've been listening to you from, from yeah, you've been, you've been an early listener for sure. I remember seeing your name very mm-hmm. early yeah, on and sure. on the Twiffers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember, <laughs> you know, listening to the first, the, the first one that you did and uh, sort of re- trying to remind everybody that it is a comedy. It's uh, yeah. It was coming across very heavy. <laughs> 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 yeah. I had, to, yeah. I had to remind Victor a couple of times it was a comedy, but uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a lazy eye. Yeah. Oh, there. Ah, oh, nice. Hey, nice. Well oh, well, hey, oh, well hey. And this is from a guy. Who, this is from a guy who doesn't like grunge. Anyway, um, how are you now? Tonight's lineup is going to be Victor, Matt, Tanya, Alan. We'll let our guests have the last word. Victor, how's your week? It's been a pretty ridiculous week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, on Tuesday, I started my day at six a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a call with Australia. Uh, and then I proceeded that to have meetings without nonstop until 5 p.m. <laughs> and at which time I had a chance to catch up on some work uh, to get me in time uh, for a 7 p.m. call with Australia again. Jeez. And so those buggers, <laughs> uh, after I got a phone with them in, in, in the morning, you know, had their dinner, uh, watched some TV, went to bed, had a good sleep, woke up. And uh, you're still working on your work. And I'm still working. And they met me with, met with, with me again. And I'm thinking, this is not right. This is, there's got to be a better way. <laughs> so, so anyway, so that was that. Uh, but, but some good news that uh, brighten up the week a little bit uh, that you'll appreciate. Uh, there's a new route that's uh, going to be dropping next Thursday on my train sim uh, game. Uh, and it will be going from Boston to Providence. Nice. And, and it's going to have and it's going to have two um, uh, uh, train companies, if you will. One is Amtrak, and the other one, uh, Al. It's not going to be MBTI, mm. but it's uh, MBTA. Uh, so, which is the Massachusetts okay. Bay uh, Transport Authority. So, there you go. I'm still waiting for the part where you think I'm going to find this interesting. Okay. <laughs> The Massachusetts part. <laughs> you mean the Massachusetts part? Okay, gotcha. Massachusetts. <laughs> it's like he's in the room or Massachusetts on, on the Zoom. All right, cool. Um, who's next? Oh, Matt, how was your week? It's been uh, it's been a doozy. Hmm? Uh, I took a couple of days off last week, which was nice. Did a couple of beach days up with Sega. That nice. was great with all the kids. We uh. It's funny now we travel because I got three kids plus a what now now ninety pound dog. Oh my! Um, wow. We have a tr- we have a, a utility trailer. Remember this the whole trailer yeah. thing you've seen. 
Yeah. So we now use that uh, when we go anywhere. Not but everyone's like, oh, are you? No, yeah, we should. Uh, <laughs> but it's funny. We get up we get up to Collingwood there and people are like, are you guys moving in? I'm like, no, no, we're just here for like a day. <laughs> and we've got all the bikes. We've got our suitcase. We've got literally so much shit mm-hmm. for this two-day trip. But anyways, it was fun to get away and shut down for a couple of days. Um, I, I tweet about this one this morning because I just had to. And I know, I know you liked it, Al. Um, so the continuation of my tile saga, which I know <laughs> oh, I mentioned <laughs> last week. So there was more, the, the, the plot actually thickened. So I, I mentioned, I think last week that I bashed in a couple tiles, went to replace them, didn't have any. So now we've been searching for new tiles. So we found new tiles, but turns out we actually had enough tiles here. <laughs> I had, so, but here's what happened. No, seriously, here's what happened. So we had the one full tile and I needed one other one, which I need to cut down to make it fit this spot. So measure what, 10 days? times cut once. Oh no, no, the measuring wasn't the issue. I didn't have the proper tools to cut a porcelain tile. Oh. I YouTubed how I thought I could do it because oh. I didn't want to go and spend all this money on a cutter, which I should have just fucking spent the money on the cutter. <laughs> Anyways, long story short, I fucked up the cut. I snapped the, the tile in two. So next thing you know, wifey's on the back on message on marketplace saying, Hey, hubby's coming to get the tiles. So <laughs> These are tiles that were made 10 years ago at Costco. They're discontinued everywhere. We found one person, 150 clicks from here almost. Jesus. Um, so I wow. got up this morning For and one made the tile. drive. For one tile. Well, the best part was you're I had gonna, to... You should have just called up Cutter and say, hey, get over here. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to go and I, I drove... I get, and actually where I drove was about 20 minutes from Listel. And I should have... Had I had more time, I would have swung in and take some photos and had some fun. Dude. But I just... I was there and back and, but I had to buy five cases of tiles. So now I've got like, I don't know what is, I can do a small room now and I only need one. So we've decided to do our bathroom. So now we get to do it all again. Oh, well, there you, you had to go. Well, yeah. you had to go all the way to Listel. Just outside of Listel. Yeah. Jeez. Just outside. Wow. Well, your priorities are out of sorts. My well, I mean, I mean, we did the math. It's either bash out <laughs> all the floor on the main floor and redo it. Or thing is, drive drive here. All of the locations place. that you might have any interest in are in Sudbury anyway. They're not in Listia, I, I know, so. I know, but it's all the it's the origin story, man. Everyone wants the origin story. That's right. How many how many clicks was it? Uh, actually, I think it was door to door. It was 125 kilometers. Oh, so 250 round trips. It was a three hour drive for me this morning. <laughs> yeah, but but it was great. I mean, I, I had another laugh when I got there because the the lady who we bought the tiles from, my wife set all this up. When I got there, I guess when I left. So about 30 seconds after I left, Jen calls me and she goes, what the hell did you do to this woman? I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, she's messaging me going, he's a keeper. What a great guy. I'm like, wow. oh, come on. Wow, like, you, you know, you laid, <laughs> you laid the squirrely mad charm on her. Did you? Oh, I'm like, I'm a charming guy. What can I say? And I got, if someone wants to talk to me, you give me an inch. I'm going to take a mile of your time. So do, do, tell the, do we have a new podcast listener? You know? <laughs> I didn't tell them I didn't get that. What? Far. Come on. It was, <laughs> You're fired. The stories were, they went down some dark paths, but oh, you guys it was have fun. Oh, Maybe you have some cards or something. You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, she's on your, stand cards. She's well. on your Christmas list now. All right, yeah. Tanya, how's your week? Not as exciting as a three hour drive. Um, I don't even remember. Uh, we had vacation. It was like the most packed week we've had in like two I'm years. So tired. I don't know. Um, I don't remember. Yeah, Were you even there? I know. Oh my god! I think I blacked out and and then came to again. And yeah, it was a busy. Was that this week? Well, was last week. It was last week. 
I can't remember the last time we were here. Anyways, yeah. So we were on vacation (laughs) and it was busy and we just did absolutely everything in a matter of a week. Can you name one thing? So the the weekend. No, no, not you, Al. Can she name one thing? <laughs> I'm, the sleep, I'm the sleep deprived one. I uh, okay, one thing, uh, several things. Uh, we got uh, so our son got his second vaccine. He got his uniform for school because he's okay. he's right. headed so into high there. school. Yeah, I was there. Uh, went up to my body, sister not and uh, brother in laws and stayed there for a few days. And I don't even know what the hell we did. Oh, it was a really cool restaurant actually. Um, so we go out like once a year. Uh, we went out last year to uh, uh, Casa Loma. Remember. Mm. And uh, so this year we went to Aurelia and there's this really cool restaurant called Tailwind. Yeah, Tailwind. And so in this, we're on the patio and the airplanes come in and the pontoon planes and they land on the water right outside of like right there on the restaurant and the airport's right there. So it's really cool if you're an air buff or whatever to watch the airplanes. They're all Cessnas. It's not a major airport. It's just like a small, a bunch of Cessnas, a bunch of pontoon planes. It was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Nice setting. Yeah. It was really nice. It was, it was nice to get out and, a little, almost a little feel, noisy, but uh, <laughs> almost feels normal. Mm-hmm. Better was, to get tailwind from a plane than your waiter. So, yeah. oh boy, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I'll just add. So last week we did all of that, and then we came back, and on Saturday uh, we had a, a neighbor through a little bit of a, uh, oh, a yeah a, a jam. Uh, so a bunch of musicians got together. Everybody was double vaxxed in in the backyard. Everyone brought a guitar. Everyone and it looks uh, like you had an eight beer night, my friend. Oh, I had more than eight beer. That I was. I was a wreck the next day. Oh, he was. Uh, but that's the that's the 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 most fun and the hardest I've gone in in a while in at least uh, eighteen months. So it was just nice to unwind and not worry about anything. Uh, it, was, it was just a regular night because everyone there was of, of the same mind. Everyone was double vaxxed. Everyone, you know. Uh, was careful and so it was it was awesome it was was a good night of music of friends of drinks of food uh some great food too it's just yeah Yeah. such a packed packed week uh and now this week i'm i'm a broken man and and we adopted a child this week oh yeah we took took a child on that's not, news. Yeah, no, no uh, not, not like that. Not a, not a, uh, uh, not permanently, just for the week. <laughs> so, uh, uh, because our son did um, summer school last month, uh, we told him this month um, he gets to unwind and kick back and relax. And so he asked if a buddy could stay here for the week. So uh, we've taken on an extra child, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's been it's been busy. Yeah, and and I'm a broken man because uh, not only am I working a full day shift, I'm also putting in two to three hours outside carrying fucking stone and putting down a patio with my dad, which is, uh, let me tell you, I wasn't built for manual labor. (laughs) And there isn't labor more manual or more more laborious than than uh, stonework. Holy crap! It my back. Oh, when my a arms. friend asks for help, it's all you had to do, buddy. No, it's okay. I'm I'm helping. My dad's doing most of the work because I'm. <laughs> but I'm such a nice guy. Well, he's he's the guy who who's. I mean, look, he's seventy years old, and and he's out there shirtless, looking way better than I've ever looked my entire life, and and will ever look. <laughs> and my neighbors are like, "That's your dad." I'm like, "Yes, shut up." All right. The man looks like he's. <laughs> oh yeah. The man looks like he's fifty. Yeah. Yeah, but, Maybe he's, 55, but he's got the, but, the, the big uh, like, hands because of all the brickwork yeah. he's done in his life and 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 
just yeah, he's a he's a mu- he's tanned, machine. he's muscle, yeah. he's yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, I know what the, yeah. it's, it's hard being like that. Yeah. Uh, okay, Jason, why don't you tell us about your week? Well, uh, this was a a good week for me, as as uh, I think I mentioned earlier that I did uh, change jobs, and anyone knows who gives notice. Uh, the last two weeks of given notice, you, you definitely have to give your extra to, to focus at work. And mm-hmm. uh, speaking of manual labor, the job I was doing was very intensive and manual labor. I would walk up to 22,000 steps a day, oh. uh, going back and forth, uh, making sure our rooms are ready for our guests at this uh, high-end luxury hotel. So there was a lot of expectation to make sure that was going to be done. And then uh, some of our staff went on vacation. And uh, of course, as a supervisor, you get to inherit their jobs and do that. Oh, Tanya knows that all too well. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I was uh, sort of pushing laundry around the property and doing all that sort of stuff. And that wasn't a whole lot of fun. Uh, so it was time for a change for me. And that's and that's good. So this was my, my last week at that work. Uh, but besides that, my son started football. My 13-year-old son started football. Oh, and cool. they're doing uh, three, like three or four hour practices you know, per day, every day, wow. running around out there in the hot sun. Oh man! Wow. And the the crazy humidity out there. But he is doing great. We've had several people come up to us and say, "There's, you know, there's no quitting that kid." And so he wait, he's yeah. out on a field with the name Cutler on his back. What position is he playing? Well, he's in eighth grade, so <laughs> oh, okay. they don't even have, they don't have positions yet. This is his first year of playing. Right. And I, I was trying to explain the positions to him <laughs> uh, last night when we were driving home because I'm like, do you know what they mean when they say like huddle up and what's mm-hmm. a three point stance and what's offense and what's defense? He's like, kind of, <laughs> no, but he's really into it. But he's never actually sat down and like watched a football game with. Oh, him. Okay. hilarious! Uh, so that's fun. Uh, though. That's fun. So what are the three hour practices? They're just making him run. They're, they're doing a lot of calisthenics and it's a lot of drills to sort of separate, I think, what what the different positions are going to be. Yeah, right. As they get them running around the field, they see who's fast mm-hmm. and they see who's got the arms to catch the ball. They do all the different drills. So yeah. it, it's been really neat to, to see him do that. And uh, he's dedicated out there. It's awesome. Have, yep, every, have... every weekend to the middle of November is taken up with football now. So wow. it's we wow. have to, yeah, we got to volunteer with the, like the concession stand or doing the chain gang. And uh, it's going to be busy. I'm glad there's uh, Wi Fi at the stadium so I can watch my football games while mm-hmm. he's doing stuff. <laughs> have you guys been having the heat wave like we are here? Oh, it's brutal here. It's brutal. Like I got out of the car the other day after being at it for about an hour and it just rained. And my glasses completely fogged up just when I walked outside. Oh, uh, crazy. Uh, I, I haven't ever experienced anything like that yet. So it's incredibly hot here in Maine. Yeah. And uh, well, we'll be wishing we had it in about, you know, three months here. <laughs> yeah. So it's been a good week and uh, happy to be here and looking forward to getting to this uh, awesome episode. Yeah. Well, let's get to this episode. But first, you know, I told you I'm tired. I, I need a coffee. Who wants a coffee? Tanya, you want a coffee? Yes. Victor, would you like a coffee? I'd have a coffee. Matt, how about you? I'm surprised we're not having coffee right now. <laughs> you, you, take, you took it to heart last week, didn't you? That's all right, because we're, we're serving uh, devilishly good coffee and diabolically awesome swag at the produce stand with Diabolical Coffee. If you're a coffee lover, regardless of your taste or preference, they have an option for you. Whole bean, coarse, and standard grind espresso. They even have a K-cup option. And now for the entirety of Season 7, which actually ends... 
uh, in a couple of weeks with with uh, with our recap and then the Egg Hall Social. You can use a promo promo code PRODUSTAN for ten percent off any coffee or merchandise purchased at diabolicalcoffee.com. So please support us by supporting them. Thank you to Diabolical Coffee and Eric for your support this season and Matt showing off his <laughs> Diabolical Coffee shirt. With the I, devil's breath on the back. That's such a Oh, that's logo. a big one. There's yeah. A, I, I, I actually wear this shirt probably more than any other shirt right now. I nice. love it. Nice. Wow, that is really a great t-shirt. It's got yeah. an awesome logo. And then when you turn around, it's got this awesome devil ah. on it. Um, I appreciate it because we're on an audio podcast. Mm-hmm. So I was happy to see it. So I explained it to the <laughs> oh, listeners. So you have to as, a listener, you know, as a listener, we want to know what we're looking at yeah, here. So it's, yeah, it's nice. got like, so thank you. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> and speaking of support, we have 11 new Twitter followers this week. Uh, so welcome to Podskier Podcast Network. That might sound familiar. That's Dean's new podcast network. We'll talk to him about that next week. Welcome to Eric, to Leslie Torres, to Shims or Shimes Jam 345 from Dayton, Ohio. Uh, Brandon from uh, Seagrave, uh, not from Seagrave, but Brandon Seagrave. Uh, Bad Dog from uh, Indianapolis. Low Speed High Drag. Uh, Material Handler Mike from Prince <laughs> George BC, uh, Heather Gurney Gettings from South Carolina, Microphones and Monsters, and Greg Kristen from Toledo. Thank you all for uh, following and hopefully for listening. Previously on Letterkenny. Last week we recapped and reviewed uh, episode 5 of season 7, W's Talk Baby. That episode got a clearance from all of us, but Victor, who gave it a very, very resounding compost. Uh, according to our sci- scientific Twitter uh, scientific Twitter poll, 56.3% of you gave it a fresh, 375 gave it a clearance, and 6.3% agreed with Victor. This week, a recap and review episode six of season seven, In It to In It. Have you done your homework, Victor? I have. Matt, have you done your homework? Most certainly. Tanya, have you done your homework? Absolutely. I've done my homework. Jason, have you done your homework? I definitely did my homework. All right. And Victor, I noticed you haven't changed your background yet, so that's worrying me. Well, don't bore us. Get to the chorus. All right. We start with our cold open. The Hicks are getting ready for another episode of Crack and Egg. Uh, Wayne's very drunk. Squirrely Dan says he's in it to win it. Bonnie McMurray shows up to deliver a case of puppers. She's paying up on a bet she made regarding the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, John Tavares. She bet that he'd have a slow start with the Leafs, and he didn't. So uh, Wayne compliments Bonnie on her jacket, and Bonnie compliments comments on Wayne's turtleneck. Uh, Bonnie excuses herself to go to work, but not before specifically and somewhat affectionately saying bye to Derry. Uh, Derry pays her no mind. He seems preoccupied with something else. Uh, Katie asks Wayne why he isn't uh, going to Quebec to visit Marie Fred. He tells her that Marie Fred picked up an extra shift at work, so he's not going. Instead, he's drinking eight beers and cracking an egg. Uh, Derry wants to talk about driving to Quebec, but he's interrupted by Glenn, who walks in and comments on the smell of beer on Wayne's breath. Katie asks Squirrely Dan why he isn't courting Lavina Dick tonight. Squirrely Dan says her parents are out of towns and you need parental supervision to court a Mennonite gal. So Squirrely Dan is in it to win it as well with eight beers. And Glenn wonders why anyone would want to drink eight beers. He's in it to win it. Hey, don't get the rig rolling. Je ne comprends pas, Danielle. Well, let's say everybody comes over to have a beer. So you have a beer. Maybe you have a couple beers, but you're going to stop at a couple beers because if you have six beers, well, then you might as well just be honest and admit you're going to get fucking hammered. You're going to compromise If you say you're going to have a couple beers, you stop at a couple beers. But if you're more likely to lean into it like we are today, well, then you get real. You get real. You get real and you say, I'm going to have eight beers. What McMurray's talking about having eight beers? McMurray's a piece of shit. Why would anybody want to sit and just drink eight beers? The bloat of it. Gentlemen, it. Hey, have a beer. Derry's still preoccupied, and he's got some news for them. 
I'm driving to Quebec. Good fishing in Quebec. Great fishing in Quebec. To get Anik back. <gasps> Fuck off, Derry. <laughs> <laughs> and we cue the theme. All right. That was a succinct cold open. Victor, what do you think? Well, again, obviously that's a questionable cold open based on what came next. Oh, um, come off it. Really? Come, go yeah, on. Yeah. Go yeah, on. Yeah. Uh, so the, the other thing I, I didn't get is Matt's face. So I'm they sorry. were sitting there drinking. Mm-hmm. Why was Glenn, why, where was he drinking? What do you mean, where? <laughs> well, he came in, or was he there the whole time? Because he came in, but he was clearly drunk, right? No, oh, I don't know. No, I didn't. I didn't think Glenn oh, was drunk was at all. No, I think he was talking with a slur. Uh, I think that was just. I think Glenn. it's just a. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just Glenn. Yeah, that, was, no, no. I think I don't think so. I think he was talking with the. He was talking drunk, like hmm. he was uh, hitting the hymnal wine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. I, I that caught me off guard. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm. I would say do a rewatch because I think he's supposed to be drunk as well, really? and because he's commenting on 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 the smell yeah, of I beer. Know, I know. I know. Well, I, that's the irony, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the irony that you know, a drunk calling another drunk drunk. Okay. But then I was just thinking, was was he drinking on his own, or with you know, was with his Christian buddy? You know, like so. That's what I was thinking. Uh, well, you know, he's he, he's tempted to tr- to convert to Catholicism. Anyway, um, oh, that's right. That was another finding. That, so, that was that was great. Yeah. What, what did you think of the, the open overall? Uh, wow. I thought it was. No, I, 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 it was okay. okay. It was okay. Right. It was okay. I thought, I thought the funniest bit was Glenn, uh, was, was, uh, Wayne's comment about Glenn. Wayne's comment about Glenn. Refresh my memory. Yeah. Uh, what were you, uh, uh, switching to which side? Or oh, something right, like right, that? right. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think it was Katie who asked him. Uh, well, oh, she, was yeah. She stopped nah, the conversation going, wait a minute. Yeah, well, yeah, switching to which side? And he said Catholicism, and everyone's yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that was pretty yeah. funny. Uh, I, I, I liked uh, Wayne's little Mennonite joke. Though. What what what's uh, what's a Mennonite's favorite kind of raisin? A- <laughs> Barn raisin. Barn raisin. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what, this is so stupid. But uh, it's like it's like Victor's uh, um, uh, Mennonite mechanic joke. Anyway, uh, Matt, what do you think of this? Oh, this is going to be a long show. <laughs> <laughs> And just you know, we are open casting for season eight, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I thought it was great, man. Uh, Drunk Wayne is hilarious. Yeah, he's pretty funny. Him sitting there, just I wanted to, ha- I wanted to be in that room so bad, sitting next to him, having eight beers. Like that's all I want. And oh, he's a good boy. He's a good puppers. That's okay. This is a puppers friendly show. It is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean it was it was fun. I mean it, it definitely as you as we know right away it goes it lead right into the show, which mm-hmm. often cold opens set themselves apart. This one didn't. It set the stage for the episode, which I'm glad they did because you know with so many things happened last episode, this being the season finale, I'm glad they didn't waste any. Now I don't want to say waste. It's not the word I mean, but I, sure. I, I'm glad that they used all the time to tell the whole story and, yeah. and not spend it away. Um, so no, I thought it was a great way to wrap up the egg hole um, in it to win it, let them get drunk and just talk to people. Mm-hmm. I would have actually liked to have heard more of the conversation throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. I laughed pretty hard. Ten. Um, I think I appreciate it uh, so much more knowing and realizing that it was through the winter. It was the egg hole. 
um, just for shooting uh, purposes mm-hmm. and for the the, the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I appreciated it a little bit better that um, that they were finishing up. This was the last one and they're moving on to the next season and, mm-hmm. and we'll probably be outside by then. Yeah. Um, I thought, uh, yeah, Glenn was funny. I didn't pick up on the whole drunk Glenn. Um, yeah, like I didn't Victor think, yeah. had commented. I just saw him coming in and commenting uh, um, on uh, Wayne and Wayne's eyes like <laughs> nearly closed completely. Um, like it was beyond a squint. It was oh, yeah. just like full out. He was he was going to fall off his chair next. Um, so, yeah, pretty comical. Yeah. Good. Yeah, it was okay. Uh, Wayne is a is a fun drunk, and Squiddy Dan's a hilarious drunk. Like he's just so funny when when he's drunk. So uh, it was a a fun cold open. And yes, Victor, it was a cold open because it took part before <laughs> before the uh, <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matt's already calling Victor's MVP is going to be drunk Glenn at the end of this. So we'll see. Oh, we're all scratching our head, going, <laughs> are we, "What? Are we still doing that? No, we, we're no, not. no, we're not. no." <laughs> No. <laughs> anyway, it was it was just it was just okay. There was nothing you know spectacular about it. It, it suited its purpose, and yes, they had to end the crack and egg because yeah. next season they'll be back outdoors again. The winter will be over, so so it, it was a good vehicle for this season to have that as opposed to doing the, the produce stand. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was fun. Uh, Jason, what do you think? Well, <laughs> uh, I think I enjoyed it more than Victor. Um, I, 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 it's I, a low I bar. It's a low bar. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> Uh, Bonnie does slap his ass as he's walking in. So maybe that's stumbling, perhaps, uh, convinced you that maybe he was drinking. But no, I really thought I thought this cold open had a lot of great stuff in it from all the different cat calls. When you go the the wild cats and the the talk about the Babcock and uh, how much they're going to pay for uh, uh, the, the seats and. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Did you get any of that though? Because that's that's very Toronto centric uh, dialogue. So, so I looked into, I looked up some of it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know who the Tavares guy is. I do get that he paid for the Maple Leafs, but I have no idea what what his position would have been. So, John Tavares is a former uh, New York Islander who became a Leaf uh, a few years ago. He's a he's a fairly big deal in hockey. Uh, so, it was a fairly big news when he moved to, when he came to Toronto. Uh, basically, okay. he made all of New York hate him uh, because he was uh, he was like the star of New York. Well, the star of the the uh, the Islanders. Uh, who who opted when to in his free agency to go home to go home to Toronto, so uh, that was a big deal in Toronto because yeah we had a Toronto boy coming home and there's a, there's a lot of hilarious like there were pictures of him as a child wearing Toronto Maple Leaf pajamas and all that stuff it's all very funny but oh. anyway so John Tavares right. coming home was a big deal uh, and yeah. uh, and he had a pretty good start with the Leafs uh, Babcock Mike Bab- Babcock was the the coach <laughs> of the Toronto Maple Leafs so that's why he was brought up and yeah and just the general in general it's not the cheapest ticket to go see a leaf game if in oh, fact God, no. tang and i have driven down to to buffalo yeah. or pittsburgh stayed pittsburgh. in a hotel well yeah. we did pittsburgh but i also did buffalo stayed in a hotel for a weekend yeah. uh watched the game and came back and paid less than i would have to go to yeah. see the leafs yeah. in toronto that's common uh, practice that's, that's crazy <laughs> yeah. well i looked up i looked up what the what the price of the seats were for dan will not have his whether his yeah. babcock yeah. Worked on, uh, and it was one hundred and twenty dollars. What do you guys call them? Loonies? 
Yeah, loonies. Yeah. <laughs> 120 loonies, sure. Loonies? That would be, be a heavy wallet, but dollars is fine. <laughs> okay, that's uh, $96 in a, in a bear. Somebody. I have no yeah. idea. Well, that's well a, I asked that because yeah. the episode with oh, Coach that was the, about That's the, my favorite Canadian thing I've heard in a while. <laughs> where Coach is talking, remember when Coach is talking about the loonies and toonies yeah. in the girl's pockets wing? I had no idea what he was talking about. And I'm like, why wouldn't they have cartoons? <laughs> In your pocket, and how would that make? I really, I didn't know. I mean, I think most uh, Americans are are fairly ignorant about what's going yeah. on. So, well, look up a toonie. It's basically like a donut coin. So the loonie is a dollar coin, and the toonie is the two dollar coin. Two dollars. We don't have paper money for one or two dollars. Oh, so okay. So that's why it would weigh them down. Yeah, okay. it would weigh them down. <laughs> so imagine having 120 toonie or loonies, which are large coins too. They're larger than quarters. They're they're they'd be yeah. heavy. It would be heavy. Well, that sounds ridiculous. Okay. Uh, we used to have we used to have paper money. Yeah. Alan and I remember paper, paper money. money. Right. Yeah. That's how old right. we are. And then <laughs> I don't have it. And then, uh, so Bonnie lost the bet about whatever she was betting that yeah. and they had to make her go beer and she was really against being a beer runner, which I get. No one wants to be the beer runner. That's yeah. the suck- suckiest job. All right. And then is Babcock a common Canadian slang word? No, Babcock's just <laughs> <laughs> now it is. Well, it is actually. Yeah. When he left. Yeah. If you, you couldn't utter his name, but yeah, he was the co- former coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs. All right. Wow. <laughs> All right. Go. And then Wayne, Wayne wants people to try his clothes on. And then <laughs> I know, right? That was, that was the best line. You want to try it on? You want to try it on? Try it on? That's the greatest, right? Well, you know what? Dr- then- drunk, drunk Wayne likes to share clothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. And it's funny because at first I thought he was flirting with Bonnie. She just didn't bite, which was weird to me because normally she's kind of coming at him. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. he said it again later. later. I'm like, yeah. oh, he's just, this is That's, drunk Wayne. Yeah, well, was Bonnie think- asking uh, Wayne to try on her jacket? Well, he, she asked, oh, he asked her to try on the jacket and he commented on her jacket. He said, nice jacket. And obviously he's hammered and Bonnie is probably familiar with drunk guys who will say just ridiculous stuff. So uh, I like that. But I think the most important thing was the the look that Bonnie gives Daryl. Yeah. My God. Yes. That that is serious right there. Mm -hmm. So we like that. And we covered the ass slapping with Glenn. (laughs) Uh, but then all the big the big cat references and all that. Uh, uh, and the the ultimate cat being the bear cat. Do the bear uh, cat <laughs> right? So a bear cat is a shy uh, uh, mammal <laughs> that smells like popcorn. Is what I what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I didn't Wikipedia. know this. I just thought it was a reference to the bear cat, the song by uh, what's his name? What's the no, guy's there- name? Do the bear cat. Yeah, do the bear cat. Uh, is that the David Will? Is that the David Wilcox? Wilcox. Wilcox. Yeah. yeah, David Wilcox. Bear cat. Yeah, I haven't heard the song, but evidently he's a famous Canadian blues singer. Yes, I love yeah. all the research you've done. Here. I know this is this great. Is great. Oh, learning as we go. Now as well. you have to go and listen to the bear. Uh, the you, bear oh, cat. Well, I will have to listen yeah, to that. No, Jason, you really Come don't. Come on. <laughs> good song. Uh, <laughs> it's it's not a good song. <laughs> It's all that with riverboat fantasy. Yo, life for me is a yeah, is no. a riverboat fantasy. Yeah, it's bad. It is so, not. Yeah, it doesn't sound that great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have so to close quick, with that uh, now. Oh well, yeah. Anyway, all right. Let's let's uh, let's move on because we're this is gonna be a really long episode. Uh, we we go back after the theme to scene one, still at the TV studio, and uh, Katie confronts Derry. I believe the expression is, give your balls a tug. 
She's angry. She's in a twin. Derry, if you drive to Quebec to beg a woman who cheated on you to come back, I will punch you in the stomach. Yeah, get him right in the processor, Katie. Well, there's no evidence that she cheated on <laughs> me that I know of. <laughs> she was just going back to Jean-Claude. <laughs> Fuck Katie. <laughs> so, Derry, you think that she made that decision, came to tell you, and then went back to him? That's what I was hoping for. Derry, where do you think she was for those two weeks that you couldn't reach her? Taking right the Instagram photos. Yeah, yeah there's proof of that. <laughs> she was fucking him. That's a bad word. That's a bad word. Uh, Glenn adds that to be fair, if there was one woman that <laughs> could make him, to make him switch fair. teams, uh, she would be the woman. And Katie asks him to clarify which team would he be switching to. Glenn responds with Catholicism. But uh, pause. Uh, yes, oh, of course. Catholicism. Yeah. Uh, Derry turns to his good buddies uh, for their take. Good buddies? She's right. She's in it to win it. Goddamn right, I'm right. Can't go back to someone who steps out on you and gets any respects. No? No. That's in a small town. Wayne? Look, if you're 9 out of 10, I have to win it. Well, that ain't good enough. You'll be 10 out of 10. You're not in it. <laughs> good, buddy. <laughs> if she cheats, <laughs> it's over. What? No exceptions. All right. Uh, no exceptions. Derry asks if they'll come with him. Wayne says he'll go, but he doesn't back this. Derry tells Wayne that he isn't a good enough buddy and storms out just as the show is about to start. The show. What? Well, what? Fuck the show is right. Yeah, I'm getting a wee bit tired of this fucking show myself. So this is not a good time to tell you that I'm going to need to start charging you rent on the studio space. Look, spend all winter helping people with their problems. <laughs> Look, if we haven't helped you. You're fucking helpless. Yeah, we put in our time. <laughs> it's all right if we look out for number ones for a wee bit. Put on your own oxygen mask before assisting others. But I'm assuming there's already about three dozen people in the queue. What do you want to what? We're going to sit here. Drink eight beers and help them all till it's all fucking over with. And then what? Get that fucking red light going. Okay, come on, little guy. We're going to do this. Get that red light going. <laughs> We're on. Welcome to the last ever cracking egg. Bet you can't. Bet you can't. <laughs> all right. Scene two at the hockey rink. The Irish prepare for their game against the Eagles. Tannis gives them a pep talk. She thanks them all for their hard work for practices in six days. They all think uh, they're uh, ready, except for coach who thinks the Eagles are going to be too fucking good. Tyson and joint boy agree. Uh, this doesn't seem to deter Tannis. Uh, Riley and Jonesy admit that they'd be better with Bart's Yorkie, Schultzy, Fisky and Boomtown. This annoys Tannis. She doesn't want to talk about those guys. Uh, Riley and Jonesy wonder why, and then in walk the Eagles, led by Bart's, Yorkie, Schultz, Fisky, and Boomtown. The Irish are confused. They thought that you had to be native to be, to play for the native team. Uh, the Eagles coach says they should read the Indian Act, which gets Riley and Jonesy talking about whether that's a PC term. Each of their senior players rhyme off why they're eligible for Indian rights status, citing some very well-rehearsed excerpts from the Canadian Indian Act, starting with Bart's, you little bitch, Yorkie, Schultzy, you pussy, uh, Fisky, and then there's good old Boomtown. I'm the grandchild of an Indian woman who lost her status through marriage, which makes me a Bill C-3 applicant of the Gender Equity and the Indian Registration Act. My grandmother was a good woman. My grandfather, a violent, unfaithful drunk. I worked through my anger towards him in therapy with a registered psychotherapist, which conveniently was a 75% tax write-off under my social benefits program. Big takeaway? Be kind. Because everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Oh, 
From off in the distance, you can hear Shorzy telling the Eagles to give their fucking balls a tug. Tannis says Shorzy is their secret weapon. The Eagles coach reminds Tannis of their wager. You remember our little wager, Tannis? Mm, I think so. Be like my favorite hockey player, BJ Crombie. Oh. Be like my favorite mixed martial artist, BJ Penn. Right. Be like my favorite cast member from hit NBC sitcom The Office, BJ Novak. BJ Novak. I think you're cute. I would have done it anyways. Really? But a bet's a bet. Let's go then. The Eagles leave and Tannis turns to her team. Right. Grab a knee. Now, I know we can't win this game, but I need to make it entertaining. Show these guys what I can bring. A little help? Oh, so you want us to donk, boys? Yeah. I need a couple donkeys. I could donk all day, boys. Call me Rob Donkowski. I'm a donkey tonk man. I'm a donkey tonk woman. Donkeys and donkeys for the... <laughs> all right. Let's do this. Next scene, Derry walks into Modine's three. The bar is empty. He asks Gail where everyone is. She doesn't know. Uh, Derry tells Gail about his plan to get a neck back. Uh, Gail lets out a you, which brings Bonnie out from the you. kitchen. Is Scotty Wallace here? No, nah, just talking about Daryl's ex-sweetie. Skank Azaria? <laughs> Sounds like he's after a little Shaw skank redemption. She stepped out on you, Daryl. That's not certain. Fucking likely. If she cheats. <laughs> or he. Or they. It's over. Hey. No exceptions. A lot of good girls out there who would never do that to you. You need to open your eyes. I just need to find some backup. Gonna get my ass kicked, likely. Bad timing, cowboy. Everyone's out and about. Bother. And just then, in walks Ginger, Boots, and Scotty Wallace. <laughs> Scene four. At the skid's lair, Stuart asks Rold about his jerk board. Uh, they're interrupted by a couple of... <laughs> 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 they're interrupted by a couple of big city slams they're in trouble and they need help after the skids left the city they kept the green g going for a bit but the other dealers got wise and now they're threatening their lives Stuart wonders why uh they think he could help them because you're a vigilante and we heard you and your girl when we came to your door that day sounded like some of that good fucking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The type of dudes that can pull that off are capable competent man roll stirp how does our schedule look? Jammed. What can we do to convince you to move some things around? Things are moving. <laughs> His voice. Oh my god. Scene five. At the game, OCM is playing and the parent the players are warming up. Shorzy is already chirping the other team. The Eagles coach asks Tannis about her in-game entertainment setup. Tannis shares it with him. Yeah, he puts on the headset to hear what Tannis is recording. He hears Shorzy, Riley, and Jonesy mercilessly chirping the Eagles team. Both Tannis and the Eagles coach find it amusing. Next scene. Back at the uh, TV studio, Wayne and Squirrely Dan take a call from Corley, who's running for uh, Miss 4-H Club. Uh, just a production note there. I had to look this up. 4-H Club is a 100-year-old organization of 23,000 youth members aged 6 to 25. Uh, uh, 4-H programs, kids and teens complete hands-on projects in areas like health, science, agriculture, and civic engagement in a positive environment where they receive guidance from adult mentors and are encouraged to take proactive leadership roles. So the 4-H's stand for head, heart, hands, and health. So I didn't know this. Did you? Very common in small towns. Yeah. I've never heard of it, actually. Or I've I've heard of it, but I've never seen one. Yeah. During the call. What's that? Have you ever been to a fair? The county fairs? Oh, yeah. yeah. Always, yeah. Those, yeah. Lots of 4-H going on there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's a thing in the U.S. as well? Oh, yeah. They have 4-H club down here for sure. Oh, I've cool. never been a part of it, but I've been to fairs where I've seen the signs. Yeah, I'm with you. It's always been a fair where I've seen it. <laughs> cool. Yeah. 
you know, you make a giant pig or a nice looking horse or something like that. Nice. <laughs> during the captured call, it. During the call, Rosie walks into the studio to pick up Zeke, the dog Wayne was taking care for him for her. Uh, scene seven in Quebec, Derry, the Ginger Boots, and Scotty Wallace wait outside the Frick's bar. Uh, they see the Frick's enter the bar, and upon seeing a Nick, Scotty Wallace lets out a you. Uh, Aunt Anique hears it and looks over at the truck, but Derry and Scotty bury their heads in the laps of the ginger and boots. Anik probably notices the Ontario plates on the truck, but she goes inside anyway. Uh, scene eight, back at the hockey rink. Uh, then uh, the, ge- the game begins with Dickens doing play-by-play. Shorzy begins the hijinks by knocking sticks out of players' hands and trying to pick fights with the other players. The Eagles coach orders his team to not fight. Eagles score first, but then the Irish respond. The game's pretty close in the beginning, but as it goes on, the Irish continuously chirp at the Eagles, calling them their Indian status, calling their Indian status into question every chance they get, <laughs> trying to pick up fights with it and just generally bullying the, the Eagles. All this makes Tannis very happy. Uh, eventually, the Eagles pull away and win the game handily. The final score is 11-5. Uh, next scene, back at the TV studio, both Wayne and Squirrely Dan are completely wasted, and the callers are just laughing at how hammered they are. <laughs> Thanks, good buddy. Fuck, are you boys hammered, eh? <laughs> oh, we're in one. We're in one. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you. Yep, talk to you. All right, Katie, who's next? That's it. What's it? That's the end of the queue. Forever. Oh, well, that was a, that was a final crack and egg. None of these couldn't, so... None of these kids. You hammered They end the show with a round of applause and then Rosie leaves with Zeke, but in walks McMurray with a two four of his own. He begins he becomes upset though when he's when he finds out he's missed all the drinking. He asks where Derry is. They tell him Derry's in Quebec to get a nick back. Uh, McMurray's indignant that Derry went by himself without backup to a room full of smoked meat eating bagel munching sons of bitches. Uh, the Hicks try to defend their position of once a cheater, always a cheater, but McMurray ri- reminds them of their number one rule. Well, he should know better. Yeah, but when a friend asks for help, use help. Oh. I said, when a friend asks for help, we're going to come back. Next scene, cut to the skids lair where a couple of very satisfied big city slams lay, in, lay with Stuart raving about some of that good fucking. Uh, Stuart admits that he can't help them with their cur- their dealer currently. Uh, he would need help and he's lived a lifetime of needing help, but uh, he won't ask for help any longer. Rold asks him what he's planning on doing. Stuart grabs a picture of a very muscular man from Rold's jerk board and shows it to Rold. This doesn't clarify anything for Rold. Uh, next scene, back at the hockey rink, Tannis meets up with the Eagles coach. So, W's talk, baby. I don't want that, BJ. You sure? I want to take you on a proper date. Okay. But that's not all I want. Elaborate. The Eagles are good enough to win the league. My cousins will love that. But I want to win the fucking country. Big thinker. Is that a theme with you? I want Riley <laughs> Jonesy. They're not native. And Shorzy. He could be an amphibian for all I know. <laughs> I, I love that line. He could be an amphibian for all I know. Uh, this, this news makes Tannis very happy, and the two of them head off on their date. Uh, they walk past Tyson and Joint Boy, who are approached by an attractive woman asking if the Irish are back together. Her name is okay. Sally, played by Lily Gao. Uh, she tells him she's a kinesiology student and is looking for a team for her work placement. Tyson and Joint Boy are intrigued. Uh, production note there, Lily Gao appears in, in letter Kenny four times. 
which he's credited under, under two different names, twice as Sally and then later on twice as Ellen, which is kind of weird. It's unclear if they're supposed to be two different characters or the same person, but Ellen, Ellen's. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. <laughs> Scene 12. Derry and his crew enter the Frick's bar and Nick is surprised to see him. Derry asks if Jean-Claude is there. And Nick tells him Jean-Claude is in the bush hunting for wild boar. They're interrupted by Nick's brother, Jean. Oh, hold on. Are you still trying to make Fricks a thing? Yeah, well, shut up. I'm getting through it, aren't I? Almost. <laughs> uh, Nick asks JC, uh, if Jean-Claude is in the... Or, sorry. Nick tells him Jean-Claude is in the bush uh, hunting for wild boar. They're interrupted by uh, Nick's brother, Jean-Guy, and Jean-Pierre. Jean-Carl's at TD <laughs> working. Uh, <laughs> Derry explains to his crew that Tiddy is actually TD Bank. The Fricks recognize Ginger and Boots from their reputation. Scotty just lets out a, a loud you at, uh, at a Nick. And Nick asks Derry why he's there. Derry says he wants to speak with her in private. Jean-Guy tells Derry that that time has passed and that Nick and Jean-Claude are happy and asks Derry to let them be happy. Derry's insistent on speaking with Nick. Uh, Jean-Guy reiterates more loudly that they should just be left alone. Derry asks him what if he doesn't. Jean-Guy dares him to try it. But now a larger group of blue plaid surrounds him. Just then, Wayne, Squirrely Dan, and McMurray enter the bar to back their buddy up. Wayne and Jean-Guy exchange tense pleasantries. Jean-Guy insists Derry was just leaving. Derry insists he wasn't. The two groups move in on each other and start arguing. Then one of the Fricks come at Wayne, who grabs him and throws him against an emergency exit door. The Frick crashes through the door, opening it to reveal a couple making out in the stairwell. It's Marie Fred and Jean not fucking Wayne. And we fade to black. Damn. Cold ass shit. That's some cold ass shit. All right. Let's talk about this episode. Victor, you get to start. You get to set set the tone. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, where the hell is Steven when you need need him? Because uh, uh, I need a palate cleanser. I still have the bad taste. Because I I don't know. Like I I did not enjoy this episode, and and I think and I and 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 the reason and I think I think a big reason for that is the previous episode. I was hoping, and you know, I, I got so much hate on Twitter from the community uh, from a couple of individuals. No. Uh, did you ever? For, for, which which is fine. Which is fine. That's fair. Uh, but but then I thought some of it was oh, like you should know by now that there's going to, you know, the comeuppance are going to come. They're they're just setting up for the final episode. So I thought, okay, great. So we're going to get some resolution for that mess that we had in the previous episode. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get any. I did not get a resolution that I was looking for because uh, out of, you know, and we'll get into kind of all the scenes and stuff like that. I I thought that they were just all, they were all just okay. I thought the whole uh, scenes with the skids was just complete throwaway. Um, I, it just didn't, didn't make any sense, didn't add anything. It didn't even make any sense at the end. I, I don't understand what the hell you meant with that picture either. Um, <laughs> but, but anyway, I, I like what the girls, I, I don't know. I just, the whole thing felt weird and strange. And, and where was Rawl that while, while that was happening, like that was, the, <laughs> that, that was the, just the whole Use thing. your imagination. Same, no, same, know, as when, same as when Stuart was having all that gay sex rolled uh, in the know, other room. I know, but somebody separated know, by a sheet. Was, that's it. And, and a goldfish. But but anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't know. But, but like I said, I feel like my whole uh, thing about this episode was still tainted with the previous one, mm-hmm. and it's Stephen's fault. Stephen, 
Why? Because he wasn't here to cleanse your power, that's really? Accurate. That, that's, yes. that, that sounds dirty when I say that. You, you realize that, how dirty that sounds, right? <laughs> Steven wasn't here to cleanse your palate. Uh, Matt, save us here. What did you think oh, of this episode? Uh, easy save. Uh-huh. It was so much fun. Uh-huh. I, I think for, for a finale, okay, I will get into this in a second. There are some gaps, but mm-hmm. all in, I thought it was fantastic. I thought they... The crack and egg segment, mm-hmm. it start to me in the season, start off high. It kind of has a low. I love how they wrapped it up. I mm-hmm. thought it was so true to them. It was so much fun. Like I said right from the get-go, I wanted to be in that room with them because mm-hmm. that would have been such a fucking blast. And even the people who call them, they know them all. Like it's just, it's such a great little thing they created. They got through their winter, like you said, and they're moving on. And they've they've closed that up, wrapped a little better president, moved on. I love it. I thought they did a fantastic job of that. There was a lot of good content, a lot of good jokes throughout the episode. I mean, Jay, Jason, you cut, you called a whole bunch right at the beginning. Like they were just pinging them off one after another. And, and I thought they were so brilliant. They also did what they do in a lot of the seasons, kickoffs and ending. And they brought almost every character you can think of into the episode. Even the ginger and boots were there. Like them sitting, yeah. that whole. And Scotty Wallace. Scene, and Scotty Wallace. <laughs> you! That whole scene of them sitting in the truck. I laughed so hard when they just like, yes, yes, like yes, they yes. didn't move and they sat and just <laughs> stared at, at, at Anik there. Like I, I loved it. Um, the hockey sequence, it was what it was. I was a little confused by some of that. Um, I'm still, and, and I hope there's answers to come a little confused at Tannis and the recording and how excited she is by mm-hmm. all the content that was be given. Cause again, like I said, I think I'm in new territory now myself. Mm-hmm. Um, even as a fan, I haven't seen the episodes to come. So I'm excited to find out, but I'm hoping there's answers, mm-hmm. but they didn't wrap that up for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I thought it was a really solid ending to a season. It just, it gave me laughs. It gave me the characters. It gave me some closure to some of the storylines. Left some open, which is not uncommon for any mm-hmm. show you watch that has series season after season. Um, yeah, I, 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 there's not a ton. I, I can nitpick a few things, but I'm not really going to. Mm-hmm. I, I just I enjoyed the episode. I thought it was fun. Daniel, I mean the hockey. The hockey was such a such an like an an important. I mean there was two, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously the the call, but the hockey was such an important component of the episode. It was just a throwaway. There was nothing compelling on the ice. It was very juvenile. The 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 mic'd up the, all the mic'd up gags. There wasn't it wasn't funny. It was just the same thing over and over and over again. Oh, and I love some of it. I love it. Was, yeah, it was okay, fine. Like when when Shorzy right. when Shorzy's telling the other goalie, <laughs> that was the worst player on our team who just scored on you. Like he was <laughs> yeah. he was just uh, I, I thought it was great. I thought a lot of I thought the hockey yeah, scene was a lot yeah, of it was, uh, was, and well, it was so good to see I'm not gonna get Boomtown and Fisky mm-hmm. and all and all them come back. It was great to see it, them make an appearance again. It was it just didn't make sense. Like they wanted the girls to coach there was no rhyme or reason to it there was just no mm-hmm. no like the whole, they knew they were going to lose so what was the whole point of the previous episode? well Tan- just- tanis knew they were going to lose uh yeah the- so they asked him to dock they asked him to dock throughout the oh, yeah they didn't on, have to tear it up and on the- that someone clarified donk for me that was the one phrase it's I, something I that they, they've it. said in the past and it's it, it's like uh playing it's- play like donkey shit or whatever like it's They're short playing- yeah, it's, yeah, they're it's, playing not to win. They yeah. just want to go out there and mess around. Yeah. Tannis' uh, whole, Tannis's whole idea of recording the people who are mic'd out is to uh, is still for her 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 nephews or something. So still doing yeah. that. That's her whole goal. Here. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we don't we don't really know yet 
why yeah. she's doing what she's doing. We'll I find, do. We'll, we'll, uh, why? No, they said they said that. Well, I know, so. I know she, she about her nephews, but there's more to it. And, and that's what I said. There's more to come, and I'm assuming yeah, next season. There's more and to I, it. And well, I'm excited right. to find. Do you have that a theory? Out. Like, if you have a theory, I have many theories. One is Victor's wrong. So, so <laughs> hey. Victor, Victor, cool. I don't understand why you because because it really did every single one of their skits. There was comedy gold. Like there was so many funny things yeah. that were said yeah. in each and every one the jerk board you know the 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 glenn saying oh. like there was there was so much and it was it was absolutely the first one okay i get you didn't like it i see your reasons and your points as to why but this one it showed you the reason why they were setting it up and tannis was in control the whole time by the looks of it she knew what was going to happen she knew w- where all the hockey players went she was probably pissed off that they went to the native um, team. Hmm. What was the point of playing the girls? What was the point of playing against the Again, girls? It's and- a comedy. They wanted to pull more of the actors into those scenes. And that was the way to do so it. The original, and but hold, Ann, let me, let, they're hilarious actors. I'll say this. So the original plan wasn't to do the, 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 the Irish play the, the women's team. Uh, that was, that came because coach couldn't shut up about how, superior men right. were to women and and, <laughs> right, and right. it was Mary Marianne and Betty who said well, I think we, sh- we we should play it with each- against each other so we, yeah. so it, it, and that, I and yeah. I get it and we all gave that episode a low yeah, s- a status yeah. for sure like that kind of went sideways and 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 went the wrong direction but this one really did steer it back into more of a of a of a reason for why the girls were there they chirp just as good as the rest of the boys do um, you know, Tannis has something that, you know, she wants to get with this coach, but she also needs to prove that he's doing things the wrong way. She wants to get her, um, her family on the team. Um, and she wants to have a date with the guy by the sounds of it. Mm. You know, I, I think Tannis was in control of the whole thing and she was steering the direction of which she wanted. She was in go. control of it in her, in, in her Tannis way, in yeah. her Tannis way, yeah. for sure. Um, when when um, um, Stuart took the the photo of the bodybuilder, and because we had a conversation um, with him, and and yeah. that he had to work out, I was like, oh yeah, next episode go. it's happening, yeah. Yeah. it's gonna so happen. Tyler Johnson has already told us in, in an interview that yeah, he that, was challenged by he Jared was challenged Kiso to, to get buffed. Yeah, and so I'm like, look small. Yeah. it is happening <laughs> next episode. The man's gonna come back and he's gonna be buffed, and I'm like, yeehaw, let's do it. <laughs> so I'm. I'm really excited about that. I loved the jerk board. I thought it was comical. <laughs> I thought I thought every single every single um, um, section of the episode had just great, great comedy stuff in it. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say that of all of the season finales, this is the weakest. Really? I think so. Now, having said that, um. Yeah. I, I have had the complaint before where they haven't earned their cliffhangers. I believe in this season finale, they probably earned it more than any other. Absolutely. Because the whole, th- the whole thing right from the beginning was the, the theme of, uh, if they cheat, the, the, you know, they're, and, they're now, not, and now yeah, Wayne's going to have to. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that part that. of, so I, I don't, I didn't hate this episode. I enjoyed the episode. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of like, it's, a, it was a 25 minute episode and there's how many storylines Four. Four separate storylines mm-hmm. happening. That's a Quite lot. 
that's a lot to get in in one 25 minute episode. And so they managed to do it. So they managed to wrap up things, uh, the the egg hall and wrap up Marie Fred. I'm pretty sure we're all kind of happy that Marie Fred is history. Um, and, 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 uh, Rosie's back. We'll see how, where that leads. So I think we're all happy about some of these things, the skids, uh, storyline. I love that they brought back the green G cause that was a fun storyline from last season and they, and they called back to it. So we'll see where that leads. I mean, we, we already kind of know where that leads because of, of our interview with, with, uh, Tyler Johnson, but we'll see how that, that, uh, turns up. Victor, I get your point. You're right. That, uh, it, it was resolved for, I think it was resolved for Tannis, her reasons for what she did, her, her, uh, uh, motivations. It wasn't resolved for the, the women. It wasn't resolved for Marianne and Betty Ann. Uh, are they just kind of like, you know, they, they, they're casualties of this whole thing, or is there going to be more next season? I honestly, I don't remember a whole lot from next season. <laughs> so, uh, I, I know I've seen it, so I'm not in the dark. I know of, of overall things that are going to happen next season, but I don't remember if there is going to be that comeuppance that, that Victor is looking for. I'm, I'm hoping there is because that last, last, uh, last week left a bad taste in my mouth as well. This week redeemed it somewhat. Um, but still it redeemed it for Tannis's motives. It didn't redeem it yet for how the, the women were, were kind of treated in, in last season's uh, last week's episode. So, and, and, and it took, and it took the guy that I'm keep defending every week mm-hmm. to come and tell those, uh, not fricks come and tell the Hicks to get off their asses <laughs> and do the right thing. So, so like even, the, uh, you know, um, like they weren't going to, they, you know, they weren't going to, they were going to leave Derry out to dry. Yeah. Like it was, so I, I, yeah, I, I love that part too. McMurray called them like McMurray yeah. is this piece of shit, but he's the one who called them yeah. on their own shit there. It was like, wait a minute. He's your friend. You didn't go back yeah. him up. You sent him into Quebec without backup. So I exactly. thought that was great too. I think there was a lot of really positive stuff in this episode. Mm-hmm. Well, it's positive too. And it's like, Hey, stop getting drunk because yeah. clearly when you get drunk, you're a bunch of idiots <laughs> yeah, who make yeah. bad decisions. Yeah. Isn't that the point? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but, and, and I mean, I, I don't think I'm making a huge statement though. When I say this is the weakest of all the season finales, because all the season finales have been really, really strong. This one just wasn't as strong. Uh, Jason, what did you think? All right. Just, to tag onto that a little bit, season seven in itself is was really up and down, and not some of the greatest episodes. No, and some of the spots, right. for, absolutely mm-hmm. for sure. And so I seven, think, I think, is probably the worst season so far. And, I think uh, we might all agree. Yeah, I think we can we can go with that. Uh, but that being said, I think there was some really neat stuff in this episode, and it was absolutely funny. And just, I, I won't go through every page of my notes here, but let me just mention a couple things. Uh, like, I love it when Dan has the bottle opener in his overalls, which I think is really cute. <laughs> um, the dad, the dad jokes from scene one, classic. That's that's really good. I'll skip mine. Um, uh, the the drinking eight beer stuff when they're talking about that and the actual amount of beers to combine, like when you're thinking about getting drunk, mm-hmm. okay, you know, it's like the two beers. Okay, two beers is yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it was fun. I mean that's that's golden stuff. Yeah. So I really like and, that. And and I lived that this past Saturday. I actually lived Wait, that theory. So. Well, yeah, it's a big it's a big decision you have to make when you're out there drinking around. You know, <laughs> drinking <global>. around. <laughs> fuck, fuck you, uh, <laughs> uh, you know uh, the stomach being called the processor. Fantastic, <laughs> love that. I mean, how do you not love that? Um, what else? Uh, the Katie Katie had a the most like 
the hardest eye roll I ever <laughs> saw. And I think in seed one and it just about popped out of her head. Really funny stuff. Um, the hockey scenes. I, uh, I really, as, as someone who's not, uh, I, I like hockey, mm-hmm. but I understand the chirping and the trying to get on the other team's nerve. I aspect more in those scenes than anything else, because the coach of the other team said no fighting. Yeah. And what do the Irish do? Well, they fight and yeah. Shorzy fights and that's how they beat people and all the, and all the chirping beforehand when uh, Riley and Jones, you were talking about putting sticks in people's faces and messing people up. If, if you're in an adult league, Man, that's going to get in your head because yeah. I, you know, I used to go out and play softball, and I don't want some guy trying to take me over when I'm playing catch or anything. I don't need to get hurt. So oh, and let me just say that the icing on the cake was that last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the stick with the the snow in it, and he's dumping yeah, he, it, dumping it down the goal. In the uniform. I in fucking uniform. loved it. Yeah. I love. They're it. still not fighting. They're <laughs> oh, still not fighting at that so, point. So reserved. They were waiting for the other team to to, yeah. to throw down the first well, punch, right? And they were just pausing yeah. and waiting and and. Well, the Eagles are the best them. team in their league. They didn't. The coach didn't want them to get I hurt. Loved it. He just so that's why he said no yeah. fighting. Well, let's like get that, and then yeah. the introduction of the other hockey boys again, <laughs> and yeah. some of the lines they delivered. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, Schultz's and Fisky's intensity when they're delivering those two lines <laughs> that they have. I mean, those guys were committed to yeah. that scene, and it was amazing, and it was it was kind of emotional. <laughs> and and then and then fucking Boomtown, Boomtown with that forty yard stare while he's giving that that soliloquy about uh, his his grandfather that abuses people. Oh man, he's I mean that was. Really, they yeah. did great on that. Like, too. did you feel the same? Like, I was laughing, but at the same time, a little bit crying inside. I'm like, this is like the saddest, but just how that's it is delivered. It that's was brilliant. exactly right. Like, those guys came in and they nailed that part. Yeah. I thought that was really, really good. The whole repeating of the coach's stuff are you ready? Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Let's be ready. Ready? Yeah, that's that's fantastic. All right, we're all ready. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Gail and Derry in the bar. That was a brilliant scene. That was. That, that was perfect. I think those guys work really well together. Mm-hmm. And then I always love it when there's ginger and boots. And then we get this guy, Scotty Wallace, right? Scotty Wallace. <laughs> <No>! <laughs> right? Who the hell is Scotty Wallace? Oh, let's let's just go it, back right? real quick to, to, to dairy at the bar with, uh, uh with, um, Gail. Uh, Bonnie gives him another, uh, moment. She yeah, she does. Where Bonnie's she's like, like Bonnie is throwing herself at Derry in the yeah, episode. which is weird. Yes. What's you know, nothing. What's changed, right? Because come on, uh, Derry, figure it out, bud. Derry, well, could, think, Derry couldn't uh, couldn't uh, do anything. Like couldn't do anything in the whirlpool in the hot tub, but for some reason yeah. now. Well, Wayne's in a relationship yeah. with this chick that, as far as everybody knows, he really, really digs. And so Bonnie's like, "Well, if I can't have Wayne. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm gonna go with Derry. You know, why not?" And she seems to be really into him. So yeah, he blows it with her completely. And, and, and I'm sure you have any notes there. What did Gail say? I laughed so fucking hard when when Derry walked in and asked where everyone was. Oh, what am Gail's I? The Oracle? Was, oh, I'm the the Oracle. Yeah. Oracle. Yeah. Right? Little, little Greek tragedy. <laughs> I was crying. In. I'm like, that was such a brilliant response right? to such like, a I simple question. I, I don't know what the fucking Oracle looks like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, every single episode, there were comedy, like so many great lines. Yeah, absolutely brought it. And then when we're in the ag hall and fucking Rosie comes in with that dog and that dog is great. She hands off to Glenn. The Glenn's talking to the dog. And what is Rosie doing there anyway? Really? 
No, she was there to pick up Zeke because yeah. Zeke was there from the beginning. Zeke was there. Oh, I thought she came in with him. No, 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 no. no. She oh, came okay. in with the sister. Oh, that's right. Katie, Katie had her. Yeah. Katie had yeah. Zeke. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. And then, uh, I mean, the other cool thing about, I think the hockey scenes were, I think we got to see some Sudbury locals up in, up in the stands. Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really kind of neat. Yeah. Uh, what else? Scotty Wallace in the in the truck with those guys, and then when he says "you," and they all bend down, so it's just the two guys sitting next to each other in the middle of the truck. That's something we used to do to people. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, why are two men sitting next to each other in the truck there? Uh, so, and then the stuff with Stewart. I think the stuff with Stewart is definitely going to be explained further mm-hmm. as we go. I mean, there was a lot of stuff going on there, and yes, I do think Rold was like hiding behind the wall while he was <laughs> probably those so uh, just adding more stuff to his uh his uh, jerk wall right yeah for sure right. <laughs> um let me see what else so uh as far as filming on the ice i thought the filming on the ice was really cool they yeah. had a lot of cameras on the mm-hmm. ice and moving it on the bottom there so i thought this episode was directed fairly well which is which is glenn ultimately i think so i did a yeah. great job on that uh, I counted 20 beers on the stage at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they were well, way past eight. Uh, and and, they, and they were, beer. and they had two more in their hands. So yeah. I don't know if I drink 10 beers, even puppers, uh, that'll probably do for me as well. Uh, <laughs> it would make the, so, the trip. To, well, let to me say back, for difficult. Saturday night, puppers made up half of what I drank. Uh, the other half was, you know, other assorted beers, but uh, puppers was definitely right. a big part of my Saturday night. And then McMurray in this episode, how does McMurray get to be the social conscience of right. the letter mm-hmm. group? Yeah. You know, where does that Flip the script from? on that one? Yeah, eh? it was great. I loved it. I loved that yeah. moment. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what Penny. happens when the Hicks drink. Yeah, well, yeah, that's well, right. Yeah. That's the second time Victor hates it, hated what the Hicks turned into because well, of Victor, did you notice when when Derry accused Wayne of not being a good buddy. The scowl on oh, Wayne's yeah. face oh, was yeah. about as serious as it could be. Oh, and, and there was a perf- perfectly timed dog whimper, too, when he did that. Oh, so you're not yeah. a good buddy. And then there was like a little dog whimper. The dog? Yeah. So, I mean, he took that to heart. Oh, yeah. He, felt, he felt betrayed in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I think that was great. And then, um, I don't know, a couple of other good things. Uh, maybe this when when uh, McMurray is given the insult. He says, big trouble in little Arsheen. I yeah, I don't know that. That I, I thought about looking that one up and I, I didn't. So, uh, yeah, but smoke eating bagel munching some bitches. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. all. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, what the hell is that even mean? But I love yeah. every second. That's all prejudicial <laughs> uh, against Quebecers. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, what did you all, before we move on to ratings, what did you all think of that cliffhanger, Victor? Did you see it coming, um, first of all, or no? I saw it coming from like 10 episodes ago okay. like from, from, from the very first episode. I didn't like her. I knew that she was not right. She was, but did she, you think she would have cheated on him? It, yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Matt, yeah. Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Matt, what did you think of that? The, wow. It was cutthroat. <laughs> the cliffhanger. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it was good. I, I, I didn't, I didn't see that specific outcome mm-hmm. coming. I mean, it was obvious that they were finished. Mm-hmm. They just didn't jive. And when Rosie came back, it made me so happy. Mm-hmm. I love fucking Rosie mm-hmm. so much. So Look really I'm gl- yeah, I'm glad it, I'm glad. I mean, I'm not glad it's never ever fun to be cheated on. Mm-hmm. It's I, I agreed with their, their concept of this episode of that's that mm-hmm. that happens to me it's over like it's it's not even a question because you don't it's hard to bounce back and those that can i commend you i know many do it wouldn't be in my books mm-hmm. it's a hard one to come back from tan what do you think trust oh. you, keep, 
it's hard to rebuild the trust when that happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think is really possible? Um, I think um, you guys referenced um, quite a few times about who would be a good girlfriend for Wayne. And um, I think there was a poll at some point mm-hmm. um, of, yeah. of which one, which, which girlfriend do you like most? Um, so it was referenced. And then with, um, 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 oh my gosh, her name has escaped my head. Um, when the girlfriend came back with the dog. Or uh, the Rosie. ex-girlfriend, Rosie. 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 When Rosie came back with the dog, it's kind of like, oh, what's that about? Mm-hmm. And why is she all of a sudden back in the picture? And how is that going to play out? So it, it, it wasn't a huge shock. It was a surprise, but it wasn't a huge shock that that was the way they were going to end the relationship. Um Especially or, the way that the the whole episode went, where they're so against cheating and or or forgiving. Yeah, cheaters, yeah, yeah. But it it, it makes sense mm-hmm. because of the whole episode, and it's all against cheating and blah blah blah. So, yeah, when the door pops open, it's like, oh, well, there she is. Yeah, they set the stage for. There's yeah. no questions at this point. It's over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, I wasn't a Marie Fred hater as much as everyone else. Uh, I thought I thought they made a cute couple. Uh, but at the same time, I did kind of I understood that people were like, what What she doesn't she doesn't seem they didn't give her much of a, an opportunity to show off too much personality. So I get it. Um, mm. So, I mean, and I've seen this before, so I knew it was going to happen. Uh, so I, from what I remember the first time I was shocked and and couldn't wait to see what the fallout was going to be in the following season. But well, it's still something to be said that. Wayne felt that strongly towards her mm-hmm. that he gave her a ring and asked yeah. her to marry him. Well, she's so she, much. Like he him, never, yeah. he never did that though with Rosie. Well, it wasn't. Yeah, it didn't last long enough. Probably. Was it that, or it, was it that it was just so kind of flat? There was no kind of, you know, that passionate. Passion. They they re- they like reading together a lot. I know, but the other couple they liked fucking a lot. So like. <laughs> <laughs> what would you rather do? Uh, read right. or yeah. you make well, that's that 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 should not be a Twitter poll. No, it <laughs> doesn't need to be it's reading or fucking. I'm like, <laughs> if you're doing it. You're doing it wrong. If the answer is reading, <laughs> read about fucking. Oh. Yeah. Jason, Jason what do you think of the cliffhanger? So I try to think back to the first time I saw this episode and what it was. And I, uh, like you, Al, I think I was kind of shocked by it a little bit also because hell, I, I, I fell in love with uh, Marie Fred in, mm-hmm. in, the, in that when, when in that bar scene with that great music, when he was locked across yeah. and she just looks so awesome. Right. And that white t-shirt. I mean, I felt it and they were super cute. So mm-hmm. yeah, I did not expect it the first time when they, when they knocked that open, I did, did not expect it. So uh, yeah, to me, it was rather shocking. And I do remember it, you know, wanting to see definitely what's going to happen next with that. But so now, uh, now that uh, we, we know what that cliffhanger was, I can bring up uh, what awesome's theory was uh, about why a Nick uh, started ghosting uh, Derry uh, for those two weeks. Uh, and, and her theory, which I think is a, is a, is a, an interesting one was, and Nick knew that Marie Fred was stepping out on Wayne yeah. and she wanted no part of it. And she didn't. She didn't want to be involved in it. She, it was. It was. She. It was bothering her. So okay. it wasn't so much that she was ghosting Derry. She just didn't want. Like because they would come to Ontario to visit them on on alternate weekends. She didn't want to do that anymore. And uh, because uh, she she knew that Marie Fred was stepping out on Wayne, maybe for that 
for that length of time. So that's well, that's an interesting interesting theory. Absolutely. Which makes sense. And, and Nick sort of looked like she did genuinely look pretty happy to yeah. see him when he walked in there too. Regardless of what happened, yeah. the scene to follow, yeah. she was. There was some excitement when he walked in. There was like, there was a joke in there where she absolutely gave him like a really nice smile when Daryl yeah. came in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, g- girlfriends often protect each other. I think when there yeah. is sort of like a cheating thing going on and perhaps I, I don't know. I think Daryl blew it with a Nick because he was just too needy. Well, the, I mean, I yeah, the, the neediness is probably what, yeah, the neediness dro- drove her away. But I think what led to the neediness was kind of the the ghosting that ha- that led up to that, where maybe th- that might be the reason for it. But anyway, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but what does that mean? Does, does that mean that Anik cared so much about Wayne in that scenario that she didn't want to have, and and therefore she put her relationship with Daryl? Yet uh, I don't know. I don't. Well, it doesn't doesn't fly for me. Okay, take it up with Awesome at the Egg Hall, and, yeah. and maybe she can elaborate. Oh, we will. <laughs> we will. All right, let's move on for you, Awesome. Let's, let's move on to ratings, Victor. What do you give this one? Um, I give this one a clearance. Oh, good. Uh, it, good. Yeah, yeah. It's not. No, no. It's not. There's there was too much too much kind of good stuff in there, there for for go. compost, right. but but it certainly was not a fresh. That's and, the first positive thing you've said. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I think maybe we can win no, him. I think woo-hoo. we brought. I, I bet you he came in because he had the train. I wreck call background. that a win. No, 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 no. I was. I, I I had it from the very beginning. I there was there was you know there was like the the part with the the. The Boomtown crew. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that alone, that alone, like just even thinking as as an actor to be able to deliver those lines mm-hmm. like that, uh, <laughs> I, I I would just like uh, that's so daunting. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah. First yeah, of all, so first good. of all, it's very complex lines. Mm-hmm. Number one, <laughs> you know, having to quote uh, uh, legislation and whatnot, yeah. <laughs> and 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 having to do it, and and then mixing that up with these personal heartwarming stories, and having to do it with that tone and expression and stuff like that. I mean, there's three things going on there. Yeah. There's layers of complexity in just that one scene, and they did it. Uh, 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 just incredible. Uh, it was just an incredible scene. So, so you know, you can't. I mean, the, the previous episode had zero redeeming qualities to it, whereas this one had several mm-hmm. uh, redeeming qualities to it. But it wasn't a fresh. I mean, yeah. it wasn't, uh, and it wasn't, and especially because. <clears throat> Season, season. <laughs> you no, you can't. You can't rubber stamp. No, you can't. Sorry, you don't get to. If it was such an up and down season, and mostly down, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that like they needed to finish a lot stronger than this. And maybe maybe the problem was there was oh too much going on. Maybe there was maybe there was too too many storylines going on. Mm-hmm. Maybe if they if they would have focused on maybe one storyline and really put a lot more emphasis on that, uh, maybe that would have. The thing is. Also, it's 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 a personal taste thing, right? Mm-hmm. I know that I know that Matt loves fart jokes, which is great, uh, <laughs> and, and 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 I, I, you know, for me, they're just okay. And for me, this and uh, it's like I like drinking, but I don't like. I, I'm not amused by drunk people, mm-hmm. right? Yes. If I'm one of the drunks, I'm totally cool with that. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not drunk and you're drunk, then I just think you're a fool. Right? So, so that's so I, I just don't find it entertaining to be watching a bunch of drunk guys sitting around making bad decisions sure. and hurting other people. Mm-hmm. And in this case, you know, 
um, I, I just feel like they, they really let Derry down, even though they came around at the end because of McMurray. I just didn't like it. wasn't It's not in their character, right? They're mm-hmm. supposed to be – it's such a tightly knit thing, and it's like you have, a, you have eight beers, and all of a sudden you let your friends sink, sink to the bottom. So I didn't yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, and then – Definitely it, right about that. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah. And, Definitely and, let Derry down. Absolutely. They did. Yeah. Yes. And and then at the end and at you know at the end like I just felt it was so tropey just to just end with that fight scene it's like oh here we go again we're going to end with another fight scene and I, and it's like thank goodness we were saved by the skank and and and, and, and <laughs> was there a fight scene at all in season seven like, I can't even... oh. Uh, well, didn't the season start with a fight scene, or I don't even know. I don't even started at the egg hall, but I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so it's a clearance for me. I felt that there was not enough strong material to push it to a fresh, and it was not. It, it, there was not enough. Uh, oh, uh, got kind of. Uh, what are you laughing not, at? Nonsense to take it to a comp. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that's what she was supposed to area. <laughs> oh, okay, God. Matt. What rating do you give this? Ah. Oh. So uh, <laughs> I wasn't bored at all this episode, mm-hmm. which is always a good start. They gave me everything I wanted. They gave me characters. They wrapped up some storylines. They left some cliff ta- cliffhangers. I really would have loved to have seen more about the Tannis recording aspect. That mm-hmm. That's tripping me out, yeah. but that's okay. I have to believe that that's coming. Um, and they flipped the script in a few cases. I mean, you get... Wayne and and Squirrely Dan, who are often more of the most more articulate characters, who spew out amazing, just just lines, it just give us nonsense, and I loved it. <laughs> I didn't understand half of what they're saying. His little ramble about <laughs> nine out of ten and ten, yeah, yeah, it yeah. didn't make it yeah. didn't make any fucking sense at all. But it was brilliant <laughs> in itself of not making sense. So I love that they flipped the script on that. Mm-hmm. They gave Derry sort of his moment, and at the end of the day, like you said. They called a couple of them McMurray's piece of shit and then made him the star mm-hmm. who brought them all back to their senses. Yes. Everyone gets a little too drunk. Not everyone, but a lot of people get too drunk sometimes and you make stupid mistakes and you, and you have a lapse of judgment. That's what happened. So that's and, why they're friends with McMurray. And I mean, that's where McMurray, that's yeah. why they're friends with him. Right? Yes. Yeah. And he brought them back and said, guys, you know, I'm the piece of shit, but you fucked up here. When a friend asks for help, you help them. And they, they, they snap back and they, and they redeem. But also, how fucking close is Quebec to Letterkenny? I know, right? <laughs> let's just talk about timeline. Let's yeah, talk about yeah, a gap yeah. here. I thought the same <laughs> thing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but aside from that, it's it's a fresh. It yeah. was it was such yeah. a great episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. It wasn't one of the finer season finales, mm-hmm. but I loved it. There was just so many good things about it. From the music, the OCM when they entered the <laughs> the uh, the rink there. There's just there's a lot a lot of good content in this one. That it happened fast. But it was there, so and fresh. You can't you can't you fresh for sure. Right. <laughs> and, and if you're wondering, they used the portal behind the produce stand to get to Quebec. <laughs> to, oh yes, there you go. You're right. Yeah, there's the. I'm co- guessing they're like an hour away. Well, I mean, if it's based on Listool, they're more than five to six hours away yeah. from the Quebec border. <laughs> and so, if you're based on Sudbury, it's just as far. Yeah, it? so it's just weird that they can pop over to Quebec whenever they want. That's pretty funny. <laughs> hey, that, that's several provinces. Yeah. Pop over. Just pop over. <laughs> 
Um, I, I, I have to say, I, I love that Victor has given it a clearance. I count that as a win. Yeah, um, I, think I do too. I, and I, I love his skank comment. <laughs> Just love it. Um, I agree with Matt completely. Um, I love every point he's made. Um, I, except for the, the ending, I, I, I still do think that it was a great close. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the fact that, um, McMurray did point it out and, and called them out on, on not being a good friend and them showing up, that makes it a great scene. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, um, the, the glances that are had across, um, the, the, um, you know, the preparing for the fight oh, between the Hicks and the Fricks. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's all leading and to that drama. And then of course, if I, if I wasn't <laughs> really, I'm getting the blue spatula <laughs> for the Fricks uh, comment. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it, I thought it was a great episode. I really did. It's a fresh, full fresh. out fresh. Interesting. All right. Uh, we're running long here, so I'm going to try. I'll be quick. Uh, this one, I'm giving it a clearance. Um, what? Yeah, <clears throat> I'm giving it a clearance. It wow, was, I actually didn't see that. Coming. I didn't see that coming either. Yeah, I mean, it was it, there was a lot of good stuff in it, but it There's was a lot of good stuff was, in it. But, clearance, clearance, but not even, not even a high clearance. Like, is well, anyone no, listening? No, no. If you listen to Al, you listen to Victor, they're on complete opposite ends of this spectrum of this episode. Where are you and getting yet the their rating from? is the same? I know, right? Why not? Okay, right. Uh, Matt and I are going out and having no. dinner together, and you guys are My, just like mine whatever. is a is a very high clearance, but it's still a clearance. It's not quite a fresh. It's not this episode. Uh, watching it, how like, is it not a fresh? I, Every just, single scene, it's funny. I didn't laugh a single time. I didn't laugh a single time. This okay, episode. play back this podcast and listen to it again. <laughs> listen to all those episodes. Listen to all those like. Yeah, well, well played. I just, you know, it was just this whole season's been a clearance uh, over. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm foreshadowing now to to next week's episode where we give our season recap, and this just kind of epitomizes the whole season. It's just, it's just been okay, and like nothing about this episode made it great. Uh, nothing made it horrible either, but there is still kind of the stink on it from last week. And that's probably what's knocked it down to a clearance for me. So that's that's kind of where I agree with Victor. Uh, but but I, I enjoyed it more than he did, but for different reasons. And and maybe maybe it's because I wasn't shocked with the cliffhanger this time. So maybe if I le- even leading up to the you've made the point. Tell you the women got lambasis in the, in a previous episode. I, and we're not talking about the previous. Well, no, episode. that's not the point. We're talking we're about absolute, this one. But it's a continuation. This is like part two. That was part one. This is part two. They got lambasted and embarrassed. Mm-hmm. They they went and got these girl coaches on the bench. It was there was a, absolutely no rhyme or reason to it. There was no resolution to it. Mm-hmm. All they did was yes, men are better than women, and let us show you, and then we won't. There won't be any payoff for it. It was. It just didn't make any sense. It was just a good episode, and because, in my opinion, it's the worst of all the season finales mm-hmm. up until now. It deserves a clearance. In my in in my book, Jason. Uh, I'm Jason, save us, man. <laughs> well, Jason, come on. Listen, I like this show. You're the tiebreaker. So, <laughs> um, don't take twelve us. pages of notes on an episode you don't like. You're the tiebreaker, dude. You know, I well, I'll tell you. For me, it was a fresh, obviously, okay. but I, you know, I, I'll probably be accused of being a bit of a fanboy, which is true. I mean, I think they do some. You know, I, do, I like the show, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, not everyone is a fresh for me. Absolutely. The last episode was 
you know, I would give that a clearance as yeah. well. Uh, but this one had so many neat things in it. This, I mean, just from the beginning with the drunk Wayne, I understand what you're saying that drunk people can not be funny, but the drunk Wayne is pretty funny. I mean, that <laughs> yeah. guy was pretty good. Uh, and then Dan also had the great lines in there with the drinking and sometimes people just get hammered and, and you go with it. And the, 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 the people that called in to crack an egg, I think were really funny. Um, one of them sounded like Matt actually. <laughs> so, I mean, I just think this episode had too many good parts in it and too many great scenes that were in there to say clearance. I mean, they really established a lot of things. They moved through a lot of story. They had some really great jokes. I don't know how you don't laugh throughout this episode. I don't no. know how you not smile at stuff. I mean, so yeah, lots of smiling. Lots of yes, smiling. A lot of smi- yeah. But yeah, it was enjoyable. I just, right. I, 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 I expect more from a season finale. Maybe that's probably my thing. Uh, all right, okay. let's move on. This should be pretty quick. Top fives. Does this make anyone's top five? Victor? No. Matt? No, it doesn't make a top five. Tan? I'm going to pass. Yeah, it doesn't make my top five either. Uh, Jason, I don't expect you to give us your top five episodes, but feel free to, to list off some of your faves that, uh, all right, I'll do it real quick because I know we're running long. Mm-hmm. So what I did real quick is just look back through the past seven seasons and just uh, I'll just name the, the ones that I thought were sure. were the best for the seven seasons. So for me, uh, Ain't No Reason to Get Excited, which I think is season one, episode one. I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, season, season two, Relationships. Uh, yes. Season three, Sled Shack. I love some of the stuff that goes on in Sled Shack and when they talk about bringing in the fake gays and he's like, yeah, I know. I know some fake gays. <laughs> uh, talent show, I think, is brilliant. The dance oh, at the end it. and the combining of the music at the mm-hmm. end. And then everybody gets up on that stage and dances around. Sometimes I get up and I dance it right along with them. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, even though I cannot line dance. All right. Uh, season five, Baca Beach. And I, mm-hmm. and I think I said it earlier with, again, the music and the way they combined it and the slow motion and that fight in the bar was just brilliant stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, number six, Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Valentine's Day, I think, is just a brilliant episode. And my God, when they all walk into the Valentine's Day thing and it's all just <laughs> them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. And I think from season seven, I mean, I really like the episode, but I also like uh, the very first one. Crack and Egg, I thought was pretty good because they just headed in a totally different direction. And mm-hmm. I, that was kind of neat. So that's very good. Thank you very much. All right. MVPs quickly. Victor, who's your MVP for this episode? That's McMurray. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, easy, easy, mm-hmm. easy. McMurray has the, had the only conscience in this episode. Um, debatable, but okay, fine. Uh, Matt, I'm gonna agree. It's McMurray. Mm, all right. <laughs> I like how he rounded everything and brought them back. To, I mean, it, there were so many good moments, but mm-hmm. uh, his stood out to me. Uh, I have a feeling you know Tanya's, but say it anyway. Oh, maybe I don't know. She's thinking. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to say dairy. Oh, okay. Dairy comes to mind. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, you felt bad for him because uh, he was on, he was on, he his, had to gather his posse of ginger boots and yeah, Scotty Wallace. He was on a dairy. Like <laughs> that was his B team. He yeah. was focused. <laughs> he was like on a, on a dairy path and he was, was like hell bent on doing. Yeah. He was, he, he wasn't even like Bonnie was flirting with him and he didn't even, he flinch. was hell bent. He was just like focused yeah. on one thing and one thing only. And he was going for it. And Yeah. I'm going to uh, I'm going to go off uh, this the script here. I'm going with uh, Shorzy. 
and no. normally I don't. Uh, he does his stuff doesn't really make me laugh, but his his stuff in the hockey he was good on the ice. He was <laughs> so good on the ice. Every time he yeah. broke somebody's stick, we stomped on that one stick to break it. It pouring <laughs> the the snow down the goalie's shirt. I thought it was so good. It was so good. So mm-hmm. I, that did. The, the delivery, Shorzy. At, Shorzy. the delivery at the end when all the hockey players come out and yeah. he's laughing, he's laughing. Tit fucker. I yeah. mean that. Yeah. That is good. Stuff. <laughs> so so <laughs> much stuff. True. Or when True. when when they they score the one goal, I was like that was our worst player. And he, you're so dog shit. Like the whole th- he was good so one. good in this one. Yeah. Uh, Jason, who's your MVP? Well, I'm gonna go with Stewart actually. Oh, oh wow. Stewart. Yeah, so Stuart Stuart is kind of the man in this episode. Like those, yeah, those chicks come in and they like those girls take off their clothes in front of him from hearing him <laughs> having sex with some other girl. I mean, that's pretty impressive to to, to attract two beautiful girls like that. Yeah. Plus, he has this amazing life revelation in this episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool. So for me, Stuart, Stuart's, uh, Stuart's coming on. In that one scene where he 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 says to if, if go back and watch, he says to to roll uh, something about what do we have scheduled or whatever, what do we have on the schedule for this week? He says it with a very deep, unStuart like yep. voice. And then when the women disrobe, he goes uh, something about oh, I've got movement, like like a yeah, there's uh, movement, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's movement. He goes from very deep voice, deep manly voice, to a very <laughs> squirrely, uh, very rolled like voice when he says about the movement. So that was kind of funny. All right, uh, we're gonna move on to uh, listener comments. We have one from last week. Uh, Prudistan Pod just joined to say, just joined Twitter to say that W's talk episode was the greatest ever. I've been listening <laughs> since the beginning and made this just to say hi. Keep it up, buds. And that's from Eric, one of our newest Twitter followers. Thank you so much, Eric. Yes. And thank uh, you, Victor. Victor was on fire. <laughs> Dennis brought it as usual. Like, yes, last week's episode was 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 one for the books for sure. Um, and uh, just a little, small a little bit of news that we got today, actually. According to Chartable, our audience skews 11.41% more female than the average podcast audience. And I give that, I attribute that all to victor i think he's there <laughs> he's uh he's fighting the good fight for 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 oh. the women for the <laughs> it's the accent ladies love the accent for the feminists <laughs> and uh, his indignant especially from last week it was just uh perfect and yes uh, we appreciate everyone who listens and it's it's I, uh, like I, I made a joke post today on twitter that of course women let love uh, let our, our podcast. It's because it's about Letter Kenny. And then I posted a picture of all the male males on Letter Kenny shirtless, minus Squirrely uh, Dan. Ooh, I'll have to get it. Yeah, I'll, I'll show you that picture. <laughs> <laughs> and it got a lot. Actually, half of our Twitter followers this week came in the last two hours because of that post for some really? reason. Really? Yeah, it was. Oh, <laughs> it, it, it struck a nerve. So, yeah, struck a nerve. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, let's move on to <laughs> final comments. Uh, we're, we're approaching a long episode here. Victor, what are your final thoughts? Uh, yeah, I'll keep it short. Uh, uh, Cutler, thanks so much. <laughs> you are, uh, I think, even more prepared than awesome. I, I, I was really impressed with your notes and comments. And uh, just you, 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 gave, you gave all of us, including myself, a lot to think about. Um, I, uh, I, I think I agree with most of your points. It's just still not enough for me to, uh, to bump it up. But uh, really appreciate your engagement and, and all of your wisdom. So uh, uh, looking forward to having you on again. Well, it'll be a pleasure. Matt. Yeah, I mean, Victor said, Cutler, <laughs> such a pleasure, my friend. I'm glad you made it out, and I, and I can't wait to, to have you back sometime. 
Um, it's funny. I was thinking today, Letterkenny continues to edge into the normal life. Um, I've had three, uh, I'll say more. So again, every single time I pass a TD bank, I'm like, did you bank? Without, without, without hesitation, <laughs> every time. to be fair, happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a steak spice moment, Montreal steak spice moment, even today. Uh, we were making dinner and we, we throw that shit on everything, including our vegetables. So that we're cut up part some, of the conversation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And my, I could hear Jen go. Holy fuck, we're at a Montreal steak spite. We're out of Montreal steak spice. What do we do? I'm like, I don't know. Like, we didn't know what to do. So we had to sort of wing something up, but it made me laugh at the show. And even like on the regular, anytime someone says something, it makes me laugh. I'm like, well, I think one thing, it should be efficient. Yeah. I dropped that literally on the regular now. I think I'm starting to annoy family, but it's okay. <laughs> I love the impact this show has. I love the yeah. community. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's just keep doing what we do, guys. So this is so much fun. Awesome. Ten. Um, just like Matt, I am like waiting and like looking for the opening and opportunity to tell somebody to step off my dick. Like, <laughs> to get off. Get, get off I, I am like dick. so excited to use it, but I so haven't found that opportunity yet. But I'm like, I've so got it locked and loaded. I'm like waiting and it's going to come out because I'm telling you it's been a struggle lately. So, yeah, I can't wait. Um <laughs> Jason, absolutely pleasure to to see you. Thank you so much for for the show. You absolutely brought it tonight. Thank you so much. Um, I am so looking forward to Stuart being buffed. I gotta <laughs> say, I'm really excited about that. Well, I mean, you know, don't have I, high ex- oh. unreasonably high expectations. I mean, he's oh yeah, he can only get so big. He's right? got so. he's got a huge Johnson. This is what we know about him, and now he's going to be buff. And Ted, you're, you're not going to be disappointed. It, he rocks it in bed. And she might be distracted. Though. I am like yes, I believe she'll wait. be. Can't wait for the next season, my friends. That's what I'm saying. All right. <laughs> Jason, buddy, I knew you were going to bring it. I, I knew you were, with that voice and 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 I knew uh, like we've been talking online for well since last year. I mean, yeah, we've been doing been this for a, a year and you've been I wouldn't I don't know if you're a day one but you're pretty damn close. So we appreciate all your support yeah. and 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 seeing you. And, and in a couple of weeks, we have the egg hall again. So hopefully we'll hear your voice then, too. Um, I hope so. Hope yeah. to be there. Uh, so you did a great job. Uh, thank you uh, for uh, for coming on tonight. Well, it's my pleasure. Isn't it? Was, it was great to be here and get to participate with all that. Uh, I mean, you guys put on a great show, and I'm a big fan. And uh, let's just you know keep doing it. And uh, yeah, I absolutely hope to be on again at some point. And you know. Go letter, Kenny. I'm not. What? <laughs> you know what I want to. You know what I want to do at some point. I don't like not saying it has to be next season, but at some point, even if it's virtual, I want to watch an episode with Matt and Victor together. <laughs> like I want to. I want to do like a foursome. And and oh and, my yeah well, could exactly it, could right. We, could could we do an ag hall format where there's an episode everybody gets to watch together? Ooh. So that, I, I, that'd be I, too crazy. I believe You're I tr- something. I there. believe I tried to play part of an episode during our Discord after show, and Crave wouldn't play the video uh, with uh, with a, a, a chat 
window open. Oh. So I, I think it's smart enough to know. Uh, so I, we'll have to figure that out logistically, whether it's possible. Cause uh, yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Um, if you save it as an MP4, so it's not connected to anything. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Fair enough. I just so, want to hear like Matt's laughter and Victor's <laughs> scoffing. And like, I just want to, I just want to have it like surround sound. Uh, all right. I'm going to play us <laughs> off here with a song from the, uh, t- uh, tonight's episode called walk tall by Keeley. Let this one marinate for a bit. This is uh, the song that was played during the hockey scene with Jeff. I was great. that's all we have for this episode next week is our season seven recap with our buddy dean giles and it uh note here uh matt i didn't hear from you but we're gonna do it on uh was it wednesday that i said wednesday instead of thursday next week uh to accommodate dean's schedule so next wednesday not next thursday we're doing our season seven recap don't forget to give our sponsor diabolical coffee some love they're at diabolicalcoffee.com right now you can use a promo code produstan for 10 percent off any purchase from their site also we're still doing the uh, uh the draw for the four unique one of a kind diabolical coffee produce stand coffee mugs uh we will do that draw at the egg hall social to enter all you have to do is write us a an itunes review those who have already written a review will automatically be entered and yes matt those who have won t-shirts in the past will still be eligible also to win a coffee mug if you'd like to support so exciting stuff (laughs) if you'd like to support uh, the podcast rate us on itunes or become a patron there's a patreon link on our site or Twitter profile at Protestant Pod. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Protestant Pod. Thanks for joining us. Now we're going to have at least eight beers. On behalf of Jason, Matt, Victor, myself, thank you for listening and have a great week. Goodbye.